Yes, people, it's episode 100. No, it's not episode 216 of Griff's Brain Dump. It's me, Griff, obviously. How you doing? You well? You good? Um, sorry, you see a little dip in my voice there. That's because I thought I'd uh, pressed play on the different recording. I didn't know what was going to happen. But um, how you doing? You good? It is Sunday, Sunday the 21st of March. Um, shout out to 52 weeks later, I haven't actually replied to you yet, so I'm going to send you a reply before <laughs> this gets posted, that I haven't had a chance to sort out uh, tech and stuff to get you onto the pod, um, but yeah, how's everybody, it's, it's Sunday, uh, what, what's, how's your week been? My week's been hectic, and it's going to be really hectic for the next few weeks, because on Thursday, we finally completed on the house. The house has finally been completed. Well, I say the house is being completed, as in we've got the house. There's still a little bit of work to do on the house. And we're talking about that now on the phones to a builder, to, to my contacts. Trying to get some um, stuff done on the house before we start moving things in. So currently, the flat is just filled with boxes. Um, not to move out yet haven't even began to pack to move um just boxes of items we've bought for the house uh for the kids and uh it's this place is becoming less and less livable as <laughs> as each day comes as each package comes through the door so we've got to get a move on and it is just pressure and both my wife and i are stressed but not not in a overwhelmed way but you know when you just sat there and you just feel foggy, like you just can't think straight because you've got too much shit on your mind. And But then when you try to access that shit on your mind, nothing comes to the front of your brain. Like just nothing. Like you just there, it's like, ah, oh, I think I've got, wait, have I got, I'm not sure if I've, uh, wait, what? My finger, I oh, don't, mm. And you don't know what you're thinking about. People are like, you all right? It's like, yeah. I think like you answer it as a question. You don't even know if you're all right. So um, thinking like maybe a month's month's time, it all settles down a bit. Then just chill a little bit. We'll see, man. We'll see. But um, I mean, what what has happened this week? I can't remember if that vigil thing that was going on, whether that was uh, whether that was before the last the previous episode. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember if that was before the previous episode or not. But yeah, let's talk about that. Let's let's talk about the vigil down in Clapham for Sarah Everard, the back and forths. Um, we arguing about that about civil liberties and stuff. It is crazy though, isn't it? That um, obviously you got ladies gathering there um, because of a crime that a police officers committed, and then you have police manhandling the women at the vigil like no sense of irony at all uh, and then and then while that's happening because their justification was it's breaking covid rules then in the week you have an anti-mask anti-lockdown protest which the police just let it pass on peacefully is i don't know what the protocols are i can understand maybe the sheer numbers Maybe, I don't know. Maybe the idea that you might think that the 
anti-mask people will be a bit a little bit more aggy so it's probably best not to approach with force whereas the women all stood there um yeah they're probably the ones you should whip out the weapons for <laughs> no i don't know if there's any weapons used and granted the vigil did go from vigil to semi-protest i've heard that as well can't all just be one-sided i suppose but still it's not good optics is it the aesthetics weren't great it weren't great and then while all of that was happening all those different protests and vigils vigils protests what's going on you had the bloody second reading of the what's it the police and sentencing a police crime courts and sentencing bill pretty patel's masterpiece right um lovely bit of legislative um tomfoolery legislative legislative um skullduggery that's the word i wanted not tomfoolery skullduggery because what's happened here is what to do with a lot of legislation is that you get some really good laws really good policies written to a bill right and then you put some messed up unrelated ones in there as well so for example they're trying to increase the sentencing for um for child abusers uh for rapists you know they, they want to do that um so that's great Woo, that's really good now in the middle of the road you've got increased powers for stop and search now you know as a black person I'm always on the fence with stop and search because one, on one side of it, I'm like, hey, stop targeting young black boys, uh, you know, disproportionately. It's unfair. It's racist. And then on the other hand, I'm like, well, if a young black boy does have a weapon on him, please take it off him because I don't want him to stab someone else who's most likely to be another young black boy. You see what I mean? So I'm on the fence. Because like, if you stop and search me, yeah, it's harassment. But if I've got nothing on me, it's an inconvenience that I can moan about. But if I do have something on me, then... Uh, and if someone else has something on them, then uh, I'm going to be asking questions. If someone else has a weapon on them and police are in the area, why didn't anyone stop and search him? You know, it's like getting pulled over by police as well, right? Like, I've never been pulled over by police. Um, but that's not to say it doesn't happen. That's not to say it doesn't happen disproportionately to black people again. But, you know, if I was to get pulled over, I'd be quite annoyed by it. But if you do not have insurance, if you do have some weapons in the boots, and if you do have drugs in the glove compartment, don't get all aggy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't get all aggy. But, like I say, it's a stop and search. They want to increase the powers of stop and search. So, again, that's in the middle. So you've got the good policies where you want to increase sentencing for sex offenders. You've got the middle range policy where it's increasing power to stop and search. And here's the weird unrelated one where it's like, hey, for protests, yeah, protests can now get broken up on, on the increasing the powers of police to break up protests on these grounds. Noise, noise is one. Yeah, your protest is too noisy. That thing you're shouting about, could you stop shouting? Okay, cool. I'm going to carry on shouting. I want these people to hear my message. Well, no. Break this up. This is illegal. You're going to get nicked. Um, and also, here's another one. Here's another criteria you can break up a protest on. Impact. That's it. Impact. Not defined in the bill at all, but impact. If the protest is having an impact, that's it. That's right. That thing you're doing to try to force change... Yeah, if that's having an impact, if that's inconveniencing people, for example, then you're going to need to stop that protest. Could you do that protest silently, please? Yeah, 
silently just quiet it down and um, could you move out of the road so everyone so the members of parliament can still get into the house of commons could you just yeah could you just move to the side so you're not disrupting their day okay and actually could you just disperse there's too many of you right because the powers that are currently applied to protest are now going to apply to any number of people at protest that's right so even if it's one person protesting with a placard making way too much noise the police can go you're nicked you're making too much noise you're causing too much disruption get out you're nicked literally removing your ability to protest unless you're protesting on your own in a field making no noise if a protest happens in the woods and no one's there to hear it did the protest even happen like that's the question you have to ask yourself now right it's crazy crazy and that got your second reading and the thing that i found so interesting about this right it's all you free speech babies yeah i'm not sure if you're even listening to this i don't think you listen to my podcast yeah but you free speech babies yeah i'm not talking about people who care about free speech and don't post about it fine i want to talk about the ones you post about it and i'm actually pointing while i'm saying this i don't know where i'm pointing to i'm pointing at you because you don't see my timeline my timeline is a great melting pot right for people on the left wing who think everything's you know everything's up for debate and everything can change and you know they're just super progressive and then i've got people on right wing on my page where it's all about uh free speech and you can't say anything nowadays and you know liberals and the lefties and the this and the that and they just mock all the buzzwords i've got both of them on my site on uh, on my timeline right and the ones you moan about the free speech and stuff you're always bitching and moaning so as soon as like a left-wing person not even a left-wing person yeah actually, as soon as left-wing person or some do-gooded policy maker makes a policy for a group without consulting that group it's like bames the new word for ethnic minorities you know that kind of shit yeah that kind of shit there they moan about that shit oh what the fuck's bame what's that and even us people who class as bame we're like what the fuck's bame but we don't have that kind of undertone with when we do it right <laughs> That kind of says, can't I just call them the words I used to call them in the 70s? No, you can't. Those people moaning about free speech. Can't say anything nowadays. Not one of them on my timeline posted about this bill being introduced that stops you from protesting. Literally the pinnacle of free speech. The ability to tell the people who run your country, Oi, I don't like what you're doing. And I don't want to wait five years where I get to tick a square in a box in a polling booth for a bloke I've never heard of who's there by proxy of someone else I see on TV who I don't believe anything they're saying anyway, right? I'm actually going to just walk outside your workplace with a placard with 3,000 of my mates and we're going to make some noise and disrupt your day. That's free speech. But no, 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 no. My, the people on my timeline, that, that doesn't bother them, no. What bothers them would be some kind of 15-year-old girl who was actually born a boy in middle school in Midwest America, you know, in Missouri, having a wrestling match 
or potentially having a wrestling match or winning a hundred meters race. They're like, man, the world's gone to shit. Free speech. Can't say anything. If I say this is bollocks, someone's going to say, that's my free speech gone. Where's my free? Where can't I say anything? Some they're going to make out that I'm a bloody Nazi. If I say that that's wrong, where's my free speech? Yeah? But your own fucking government saying you can't say this, you can't protest that, not a peep out of you. So you, sir, just shut your holes. Every single one of them. Shut every hole in your body. I don't want to hear anything from you again. That was your chance to talk about free speech and you would have got everyone on side. You would have gone, oh, fair enough. You could have even lorded it over people and gone, I told you, they tried to censor us, all this council culture, look what it's led to now. But no, because it didn't come wrapped in the left wing bow, they couldn't see it. I tried to share it with one guy, yeah, who's kind of right leaning. Yeah, because the article I shared with him had BLM in the title. He was like, ah, look at you, look at you, you're only reading it surface level, you're upset because it's mentioned Black Lives Matter, you've jumped. And I was like, have you read the article, mate, you moron? He's like, uh, uh, didn't even respond. I said, read the article, it's talking about a new bill that's coming in that's going to stop you from being protesting. Because you saw BLM in the title, there was the left wing bow there, you just pushed it away and went, bollocks, not reading it. And it's all those people go, I'm a free thinker. I'm a free thinker. I don't believe everything I see in the in the in the news. I'm a free thinker. I stay open-minded. That your head, that your brain fell out your head. That's how open-minded you are. Dickheads. I'm telling you. It's been uh, it's been a stressful week. <laughs> I mean, what's going on? Um so in the Metro, this is what 52 weeks later I wanted to come onto the pod to talk about. I'm glad I couldn't get him on because I wanted to hear his view on it, right? So in the Metro about some um, NHS worker told a guy on the train who wasn't wearing the mask, who said, oh, why aren't you wearing the mask? Now, an altercation happened between the two. I don't know if the guy was meant to be wearing a mask, wasn't meant to be wearing a mask, if he's eligible you know, or exempt uh, from wearing a mask. Who knows? But what ensued was he got into a row with three people for, who weren't wearing masks. And how it ended was him being beaten up on the train, chucked off the train onto a platform and then continued getting beaten up to the extent that he got his jaw chipped and had his eye socket fractured in three places that he now needs a metal plate in his head. And the reaction of that on my timeline from people was, mind your fucking business. This is what you get for not minding your business. This is what you think, getting other people's business. Who said it was your business? I don't care if you work for the NHS. You're not at work now. Stay out of people's business. Why are you in his face? Da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da. Right? And here's the thing. I disagree with that completely. I mean, yeah, leave people to do their stuff. And maybe you could ask someone, why aren't you wearing a mask? And they can say to you, who the fuck are you, mate? Why'd I tell you about what I'm wearing and what I'm not wearing? Piss off, jog on. And they could flash their little lanyards 
and go, oh, excuse me, I work for the NHS. And then you could go, okay, you work for the NHS, mate. Piss off the hospital then. See, that's it. If you are accosting me with your words, I will defend myself with my words. Yeah? So unless my man was physically trying to strap a mask onto this guy's face, I don't understand how his eye socket ended up getting fractured. Like how mad did you, must you have got the fact that someone asked you, should you be, shouldn't you be wearing a mask that you smashed their face in? Like something kind of tells me that you probably weren't exempt from wearing a mask from, from that reaction. Just maybe. I don't know why something in my gut's telling me that maybe you should have been wearing a mask by law. Now, I don't know. You tell me. You tell me what you think about that. And what made me laugh about it all as well, right? Is that the guy who did it, they've got a picture of him in, in the Evening Standard, right? Like slim, white guy in a suit. And the people on my timeline that was re- interacting with it were black. And they, was, they, were backing, they were backing the guy who punched punched guy and broke the other guy's eye socket. And I knew for a fact, I know deep down, in my gut, I don't know for a fact, when in my gut, I have a strong feeling that if we were to find out that the NHS worker was black, they'll all just flip sides and suddenly go, oh, that's out of order, you know? That's, that's bang out of order. And actually, do you know what people, people value um, not being a hip, they, like, they hate hypocrisy, so much people do, that what they do, rather than just go, hey, I was wrong, <laughs> what they'll do, they'll try to go, well, hmm, ha, yeah, he should have stayed out of his business. Even though in their mind, in their heart, if the story came the other way round, where it's like they found out the guy was black first, and then the guy broke his eye socket, like, it's out of order. The guy's out of order. I bet if it was the other way around, he would be nicked. You know what I mean? People just start making up their own narratives in their head. Whereas me, I'm staying consistent on this topic. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm a hypocrite on many things. And uh, I am openly a hypocrite on a lot of things as well. Uh, you can't back me in a corner with hypocrisy. Nope. I'll just admit that, I'll own that. But I'm saying in this situation here, black, white, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what race you are. I just think it was such a dis- disproportionate reaction to someone asking why you aren't wearing a mask to fracture the eye socket in three places. Now they need a metal plate in their face. I just, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Call me soft. Call me soft. Right, but to me that that's wild behaviour. Absolutely wild behaviour. Um, so if there's anything else I want to talk about on the pod today. Uh I don't think so. I don't think so. Um don't know if there's anything else in the news. Uh Quavo and Sweetie have split up. That was fun to wake up to to watch just because of Quavo's tweet where I think what allegedly what's happened, he's cheated on her. And he's basically said that he's he's upset about her finding out. Essentially, <laughs> I can't remember the tweet verbatim, but he's but the way the timeline reacted on Twitter was, hey, yeah, some of you women, you need to accept some responsibility when you find out your man cheats. You need to ask yourself, what did you do to make him cheat? Are you going to accept responsibility? And it's hilarious to watch the back and forth because. Obviously, when people write with sarcasm, uh, you know, 
it gets lost in the written form and it's fine to see people interact with flipping thesis you know a full a full dissertation or response to someone's joke tweet it's hilarious me and Philio were talking about this today when I post something on Facebook and I just get so much interaction on on it and it's just like it that was a joke or I'm just making a point of something and just so much interaction and it's just like I don't know why you're interacting with this because there's nothing to disagree with it was just a stupid point <laughs> I don't know so with that it's just like surely you know that the person's writing saying that if you get cheated on it's your fault that they're taking the piss but I guess they don't know because there are just nutcases on the internet anywhere everywhere who will believe that right I don't know uh, Derek Jackson, he cheated, talking about cheating, Derek Jackson, he cheated on his missus, down at Derek Jackson, 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 he's a relationship guru, um, he's like the other side of the coin to Kevin Samuels, right, uh, if you don't know the two, so they both do the same thing, they're both peddling the same drug, it's just a different crowds, but it's the same thing, just different, different audiences, right, so Derek Jackson is the man who, he, he he's, he leans into the men are trash. Men are trash. That's what he kind of leans into. Men are trash. And his followers are mainly women who like to hear that men are kind of trash. So then they can justify why they're single and why they haven't found a guy because the men have, have got the issue. And I'm not sure if that is even Derek Jackson's message, but that's kind of what gets pulled away from his message. And then that's, that's one side of the gender war. Then Kevin Samuels is on the other side. Whereas, like, women nowadays are kind of delusional. They're kind of delusional with what they want. And actually, men are the prize and men are the catch. See, Derek Jackson is women are the prize, women are the catch. Kevin Samuels is men are the prize, men are the catch. And women interact with Kevin Samuels and get shut down by him. And men watch that and love it. So the men are like, wee, Kev's king. And the ladies are like, hey, Derek's king. And they're all just there in the, in the pot, just mixing it up. That so single men, especially black, so single black men and single black women are just there in the pot hating each other on the internet. And then because they're younger, the internet's their world. So they don't realise, they haven't lived enough outside of the internet to realise that the internet is just a small part of the world. Instead, the internet is the window that they view the world through. They don't, they don't go outside enough to know there's actually a world outside. And it's nuts. And uh, so with these two relationship gurus, personal development gurus, um, there's, they've got their followers and then they've got their detractors. And their detractors are there waiting for them to fall. And Derek Jackson cheated on his missus. And the Derek Jackson haters are loving it. They are flipping loving this. If you don't, uh, if I give you an equivalent, it'd be like, it'd be like if you had like a really overbearing like Muslim friend and then you found out that they had, they ate bacon on the side, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be like that. Like if you're trying to quit smoking and then you found a pack of cigarettes in your mate's bag who's been banging on about your smoking habit, it's that, you're like the person who's acting holier than thou has fallen. 
and um, and we love it. We love it as people. We love to see that shit happen. We love to see someone who seems to lead an impossible life fail. We love that. Especially when we build someone up so high as well. And I think the reason why we build people up really high, in my view, <laughs> my view is this, is, um, and it's quite ironic because I'm not religious at all. I don't think I'm spiritual at all. But I think as we, as a society, step away from a religious society, step away from having gods to worship, because I think we do have this inherent need to worship, yeah, to follow and to worship. So as we step away from gods and religion, we replace it with something, anything, anyone, right? So rather than just following someone online and liking their content, it now becomes an ideology. You now worship that person. You now embody everything they say and they're now the point of reference for everything. And then when you can like corner a market on the internet where your theories can be applied to everything. So something like relationships where it's just interactions. Yeah, especially if you're single, that is the biggest chunk of your life is interacting with your target market. If you've got someone who's giving you an ideology like that to follow, you end up worshipping that person, whether that is a Derek Jackson or a Kevin Samuels. Even if you haven't got the requirements that they're telling you need, yeah? So Kevin Samuels be saying, hey, guys, you need to be, um, you know, to, to, to be the cream of the crop, you need to be a high-value male. That's one of his things. A high-value man, high-value male. And he say you earn six figures, you know, you have this, have that. You know, he has this big list of things you need, right? And he's saying not every man is that. Not every man needs to be that. But if you are that, or if you're a woman and you want that, you don't need to want that. But if you do want that, these are the things that are going to come with getting that type of guy. Or here's the things you'll need to do to get that type of guy, right? And But then you have these kind of low-value men preaching Kevin Samuels and calling women like this and that. And same with these women who follow Derek Jackson, who's like, yeah, black women are queens, all women are queens, all black women are queens. He's, you know, he, he's that guy. Like, he's he's getting a thing of, you know, don't matter what you do, <laughs> you know, you're high value. That, yeah, these people that the, the message really shouldn't be hitting in the way that it does, they're taking that and just running with it. And they're looking towards their replacement of God, this whatever, whoever it is on the internet, and they're worshipping that. So there's going to be some people going to be flipping crushed that Derek Jackson has fallen off. And there's going to be, like I said, or I've already said, the people who love it are absolutely loving it. Absolutely loving it. Um, who else is there this week, though? That's all I've got to say about that. Census. Census form. You feel that your census? Did you do it yesterday? You doing it today? Uh, I did mine. I uh, wasn't scared about it. Maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm too indoctrinated in the system. I don't know. But I just thought, eh, it's just, it's just information I'll tell anyone if they ask me. <laughs> I mean, none of it was private information. What religion are you? What race are you? People are like, it's so nosy. I was like, no, not really. You asked me where I worked. 
not address this name of the company. If someone asked me that, oh, where do you work? What's the name of the company you work for? I wouldn't be, uh, who's asking? I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's who I work for. Like, it's, none, of the question, none of the questions were secrets. Are you married? Yes. How old are you? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? When's your birthday? You tell people when your birthday was, and you tell people how old you are. You've told them your date of birth. Like, it's not a secret. So, yeah, census was whatever. But so many of our resources are allocated based on this information. It's just interesting to see what the results come back as. Um, I'm obviously interested in the demographics that affect me. Honestly, how many uh, black people are in the UK now? It was 3% before. I wonder if that's gone up. Well, it's gone up. In London, I know it's 14% of London's black. I wonder if that's gone up. No, it's gone down. I know mixed race was the fastest growing ethnic group. I want to see where that's gone now. I'm interested. Stuff like that. I'm interested in information. Stats. So um, that's what I want to see. So if you, if you have got your census thing, fill it out so I can look at the stats. I'd have to rely on stats from 2011. Anyway, let's uh, get on some dear Deirdre so I can get in the shower. Um, let's see. Dear Deirdre, I was a male model. So why does my girlfriend only want sex when she is drunk? Dear Deirdre, I'm a formal, former male model. Look after myself and have an athletic physique. So why does my girlfriend only want sex when she is drunk? Because she wants to do some disgusting things with you that she doesn't feel comfortable doing when sober because she has to look you in the eye. And she can't blame on the alcohol. That's why her inhibitions are lowered and she wants to do some crazy things. That's what it is. Even if it's not crazy things, her confidence probably isn't there when she's sober. Let's read on. Anyway, if she had too much to drink, the sex is really unfulfilling as she is hammered and I've normally only had a couple of beers. She pounces on me, rips off my clothes and hardly even waits for me to get aroused before she's on top of me. <laughs> Uh, it's zero to 100 in seconds. I'm always a bit shell-shocked afterwards and she is passed out. I'm 41, she's 30. Our sons are eight, six and four years old. Um, people think we have it all. Three gorgeous boys, we get on well, are always laughing together and I still fancy her. Nice. But this really bothers me. We have spoken about tying the knot, but I'm sure if we did, we wouldn't consummate the marriage for months. Okay. I've asked her why she only wants me when she has her beer goggles on, uh, but she only ever laughs it off saying, of course she fancies me and that I shouldn't be daft. If I try to initiate sex, she usually comes up with an excuse. Um, I can give her a peck or a cuddle, but mostly if I try to go further, she isn't interested. All the friends tell her how lucky she is to have a man like me. Oh, don't listen, mate. Don't listen. Don't listen, because you're going to end up banging one. And don't want that in your life, mate. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, so all of her friends tell her how lucky she is to have a man like me in her bed. But she doesn't seem to think so. Unless she is tipsy. She pushes me away. Before I met her, I was single for nearly eight years and had a lot of flings. I used to get a lot of attention from other women. If I was interested in sex, I wasn't ever turned down by a woman. Okay, fair enough. Um, now I've found someone I love. But the only time I get real affection with her is after she's had a few glasses of wine. I would like to get married to her. But this is holding me back. Yeah. I don't know what that is then. Because she clearly does want to have sex with you if she does it when she's drunk. Because there's, uh, you know, her inhibitions have dropped. So you need to find out what is inhibiting her. 
Like, ask her, look, hey, don't laugh it off. Like, I want to know. Do what? Do a diary. I remember one guy a few years ago did a whole diary of the times his wife refused to have sex with him. He just made his diary, right? And so when she said, oh, no, I had a headache. Yeah, he just rolled out this two-month, what was it, a year or something. He had this Excel spreadsheet each day and each excuse she gave. And he just read it out to her. And she was like, what are you doing, you psychopath? And he was like, no, 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 don't turn this, don't turn this on me. Okay? So let's see. Anyway, so that's what I'd say to you, mate, is uh, to turn not to laugh. And if she does laugh, laugh it off, do the diary. Do the diary, then read it out to her. And then she, she can't argue with that. Then she has to have the conversation. Anyway, lockdown and out. I am so worried I'll end up homeless after being made redundant. Jesus, that's not going to be fun. Um, ever since being made redundant at the end of October, I have been in rent arrears. I am so worried I'll end up homeless. I'm 31 and worked in a nursery. It closed down, so I lost my job. And because I hadn't been there for two years, I received no redundancy pay. Hey. Um, now I have a new job in another nursery, but I'm waiting for my security clearance to come through. The Housing Association has written to say it is going to going to court to evict me. I'm really struggling to focus on getting motivated for my new job, and I'm so worried about the future. Oh, wait. All oh, right, so you've got a new job. Okay, okay, here's what you do. You don't bury your head in the sand. I know this much, okay? When it comes to debts, never helps to bury your head in the sand. You've got to let everyone know the situation. Everyone. So you've got to let your workplace know the situation. You've got to let the court know the situation, the housing association to know the situation. Don't just bury your head and think, oh, it's going to go away, right? Because if you're on the front foot, then we can do, then arrange for, um, you know, refinancing. So if you're in rent arrears, you can go, look, I've got a new job now. I was made redundant. This is why I wasn't paying. Now I've got a new job. Okay, work something out with the rent. Maybe add like an extra whatever percent to my rent. So you can cut, you start chopping back at what you're in in arrears for. Trust me, they'll, they'll, they'll rather do that than evict you and then have it empty for a bit. So that'd be my advice there. Nothing funny there, really. That's not funny. You know, sexist, though. Someone's cheating on someone else. Hilarious. Someone can't get a boner. Hilarious. Yeah. But being in debt, horrible. Flipping horrible. Debt, oh, jeez. I mean, I'm in the most debt I've ever been in my life now. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a mortgage, a bloody death contract, um, or a death deed, I think is what the translation is in from french so yeah we see um right next one the last two uh man boobs cool i have large breasts and need a bra for support it's embarrassing as i'm a man jesus see is it weird i want to know what size they were though like, what is your cuffage son anyway dear deirdre i have large breasts and need a bra for support it's embarrassing. As I'm a man, I need to keep this a secret from colleagues, from friends and colleagues. Like, do you actually have the bra on? They can see it? I don't know how you do that. Uh, I work in construction industry and would get laughed out of town if they knew I wear bras. Jesus. I'm 45. My wife is 42. She knows and is fine with it. Hey. When I go on holiday, it, it's great because no one knows me. So I can wear my bra without worrying. 
what people would think of me. No, no, you can't. <laughs> like, there's no difference being a holiday than being here. If you being a man in a bra. So what I'm saying is, uh, you either accept that people laughed at you on holiday, because I know if I'm on holiday and I see a man in a bra, I don't need to know you for me to go, hey, babe, is that man wearing a bra? Okay? So you either accept people laughed at you on holiday, or if you think no one cares on holiday, no one's going to care here. So wear the bra, son. Wear it. Love it. And if any men look at your cleavage, go to HR and say sexual harassment. Put your tits away, Gary. Anyway, um, but when I'm at work, I feel I have to go without wearing a bra. What can I do? When I don't wear one, my back and shoulder area hurts. Jesus. Um, You've actually got full big breast problems, like back pain. I don't even know what to say, man. Um, (laughs) I don't know what to say. If it's actually now you've got back problems, I guess I've got to have the same sympathy as I would to a woman who had back problems for having too big breasts. And maybe suggest surgery, maybe some breast reduction. But I guess if you're a man, you shouldn't be having breasts anyway. So maybe go to a doctor, especially if you're not fat. Um, but yeah, maybe try to lose some weight, go to a doctor, see what's going on there. Might just need some hormones to sort that out. I don't know. Anyway, boozy behaviour. I got drunk and propositioned my girlfriend's friend in front of her. Well done. That is just a star. Dear Didge, my girlfriend has given me the cold shoulder ever since I got drunk and propositioned her friend in front of her. Well, she still loves you because she hasn't dumped you. She's given me the cold shoulder, which is like some kind of purgatory, which everyone hates, right? You'd rather the person go, it's over. You see, it's over or forgive me, but keep me in this limbo where you're just mad at me, but I still have to live with you. Ah, no. No. Either end it or, you know, tell me how to make it better, but don't keep me in this middle thing because that's annoying. Just grow to hate you. Um, I'm mortified by my behaviour, but I really, it really was out of character and I don't know how to convince her to forgive me. I'm not sure you can, mate, but I guess she's still there, so maybe there's a chance. We were both 26. My girlfriend was at a friend's house before Christmas and they were having drinks in the garden around the fire pit and invited me. I, I bet you didn't want to go. I got really drunk and told her friend I wanted sex with her right there and then. My girlfriend's pretty upset and hardly even speaks to me now. Jesus. So uh, what happens with that friend? Like, you obviously said it in such a way that you can't even go, it's only joking. And then just lead into that going, yeah, that's just how I joke. Like, I did it to this person. I asked, I asked my mate's wife if she wanted to have sex. That's just my sense of humour. I'll stop telling that joke now. You can't even lean into that. You obviously said it in such a way that everyone just was shocked. That's the kind of thing I would love to see at a party, though. Like, you know when you see just madness? I don't want to see couples arguing, but when it does happen, when you're just not involved, like it's not your missus friend, it's not your friend, you're just there sipping a drink and just raising your eyebrows going, oh, fuck, you know, what's going on here then? Yeah, <laughs> one of those ones. Ah, oh, dear. Good times. But yeah, all I've got to say is uh, you've... Um... Yeah, you guys just got to trash the friend. I was only joking. Why would I get with her? Yeah? 
yeah, her body's all nice and her breasts are lovely and she's got a nice ass, but why do I want to sleep with her? Yeah, her teeth are perfect. Why do I want to sleep with her, though? She's disgusting. She's hideous. I mean, she's not hideous. She's gorgeous. But, I mean, why do I want to sleep with her? Because I just get really defensive. Really defensive and aggressive, mate. That's how you go. <laughs> anyway, office fling. I dread return to office after having sex with IT guy 30 years my junior. Jeez, how old are you? Guess she could be 50, right? And he could be 20. I mean, yeah, jeez, I don't know. I went too big. I guess I thought of my age. I was like, I'm 33. Wow, 63. Jesus. That's what, that's what I was thinking. Um, dear, 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 during the first lockdown, I really struggled to work from home um, on my company laptop because I'm not computer literate. One IT guy really helped me out. So when we went back into work last summer, I, f I found him to thank him. Okay. We arranged for a drink um, after work for one, one Friday. I'm 56 and he's 27. After a couple of drinks, we flirted. We ended up having sex back at my place, which was very emotional for me as I hadn't had sex for six years. I wasn't sure if this was um, a man who was asked this, but the sex for six years makes me be like, believe it's a woman. <laughs> uh, next day, I texted and called him once he did him once he didn't respond so i spent the next few months avoiding him it's been a relief working from home again but now i'm dreading the return to the office ah just let it slide if he's not talking to you he's probably not talking about you either yeah just if he's not talking to you he's not talking about you if you regret it just let it slide he's not going to tell anyone go always remember people when you're embarrassed to have sex with someone just consider this that they're embarrassed to have sex with you and therefore, it's not going anywhere. You only need to be worried if they seem really excited to have had sex with you. And you feel like shit. Then you should be worried. But if they're being all sheepish around you, and you're feeling a bit sheepish around them, it's not coming out. No one's talking about it. Alright. Anyway, that is the end of the pod. Uh, I've got to go get showered and get ready um, to go out. And go to the Go to my house. From the flat. You see, people, uh, if, you, if you're bored of lockdown, buy a second house. Then you can just be <laughs> locked out in two different places. Is that the douchiest thing you're going to hear on a podcast? Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No, it's only temporary. I mean, paying two mortgages isn't fun at all. So, anyway, people, that's the end of the pod. Peace.